Hey guys, and welcome back to Coming Full Circle. Today is our first and only um, podcast on introspection, and so it's going to be a little bit of a longer one, but I'm super excited because I have an awesome guest for you guys. This is actually one of my, someone I've known for a while, my family has known for a while, and she is just truly amazing and lives in this in a very introspective way, which just a little bit, a little bit of an intro about introspection is basically just looking in and and being aware of your thoughts and feelings and where they're coming from, coming from, and just taking moments to yourself to just really identify what you're feeling and what is going on inside of you, and and being self-aware too. It's just a very important piece of not only becoming the happiest version of yourself, but learning to love yourself. Because when things go wrong in your life, you may question yourself and ask, why is this going on? What's going on? When you need to be asking yourself, what could I have done differently? What is another way to look at the situation? And really pinpoint the things that maybe you could work on next time or why you're feeling this way. And when you know and pinpoint these things, it'll make it easier for you to kind of let go and just know yourself on a deeper level. So I'm really excited. And yeah, listen along for an, a podcast with Beth. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Um, this is Beth, if I think you want to say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Campbell. So this is a very big coming full, so, coming full circle moment for me because Beth actually was my mom's best friend in college and like was there the day I was born and also was my third grade teacher <laughs> or one of them, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is definitely a big coming full circle moment, which has also been like a term that my scholars classes started to use. Like whenever like a moment like this kind of happens, everyone will be like, oh, full, full circle full circle mo- moment. I love it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So to get started, I just want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and like your goals and what you've done to like become the person and like happiest version of yourself that you are today. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is definitely full circle. Um, not only seeing, uh, you grow into an, you know, young adult, but being able to share your ideas on this podcast. I think it's really beautiful. And thank you for letting me come on (laughs) and share some ideas. So, uh, let's see. I have quite a journey. I um, knew that I wanted to be a teacher from a very young age and did meet Campbell's mom, Nikki, at in college. And we were both learning how to be teachers, and that was so fun. And I, I, I definitely, in college, had a lot of fun, <laughs> which I think is important. And Nikki and I together uh, helped, I think, balance each other. And uh, it was really great to go through college with someone like Nikki. Like, I felt I had known her my whole life. And um, now we're still friends and, and being able to connect, you know, with her, her beautiful daughter in this way is, is really great. So um, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher and started teaching at McDonough School at a really young age. I was 21. I started in teaching kindergarten. I started to really be interested in kids that struggled. And I was always sort of attracting the students that struggled, either with reading or writing or math um, or behavior or emotions. Yeah. And I, I really love those kids. And, yeah. and maybe 
Um, I, I thought about that. Um, I think maybe because I was one of those kids. I didn't struggle with reading and writing as much as my energy. Mm-hmm. I was really hyper <laughs> in, in school. And um, when I was in school, there really wasn't the ADHD thing going yeah. on. Like everyone, it was just like, oh, Beth has a lot of energy. <laughs> so I was able to kind of relate to those kids. And then I started studying um, students that struggle with uh, reading. And I got my master's in dyslexia mm-hmm. um, er, from Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching full time, but going to school at night. And that was a great opportunity for me to be able to learn something and then apply it the next day with my students. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so everybody go to grad school when they're young. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Um, and also you should study something that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And whatever your passion is, you know, follow that. Um, that's, that's my advice. And so mine was education. So once I started working with kids with um, struggles, um, I then went to Gemacy School and was able to work with many kids that were all struggling. And it was like I had found my people. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to be teaching at a school where I could really affect some change mm-hmm. uh, and, and also learn uh, how to bring yoga and meditation and mindfulness into um, the, the school environment. I feel like when I was at Gemacy, you were like the epitome of the teacher I wanted. Like, I would see teachers that, like, weren't like you at Gemacy, and I'd be like, why aren't they like Beth? <laughs> like, like, I just loved... I, I actually didn't have, ever have you as, like, a homeroom teacher, but I just, like... I remember when I did the after-school yoga with you yep. one semester, and I just, like, loved it. It would just put me in such a good mood. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I think that Gemacy is... It does a good job of letting teachers be who they are. Mm-hmm. And Missy was right next door to me, and we just started teaching yoga, and... We asked for permission later, <laughs> and um, we found that it really helped kids, and yeah, the, and especially the relaxation, um, which we'll talk about, you know, in this episode. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, I had my daughter Kira, and you know, that was an amazing opportunity to, you know, have my heart outside of my body, <laughs> and to be able to be living, you know, m- you know, this amazing life as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had been, you know, with kids all the time. And then, but when you have your own child, it's like a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, Kira's really special. And, um, I've had, uh, you know, lots of opportunities to practice introspection (laughs) as a parent of a teenager. (laughs) So, um, and for all the teenagers out there, you know, love your parents up. Mm -hmm. They're doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we are all just you know, walking each other home <laughs> for, uh, as parents of teenagers. So, but I love teenagers cause I feel like you guys are so full of energy mm-hmm. and you're at a, such a time of growth. Um, so that we'll go back to that mm-hmm. with the introspection. So as, uh, as far as my goals, I wanted to be a teacher. I became a teacher. I wanted to work with kids who struggle. I be, I did that. I was always very driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also discovered that I, um, couldn't sit still. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what I was saying, like as a student, I had all this energy and I was very into running and spinning and everything was in motion. Mm-hmm. And then I started to, and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot do yoga. I'm not going to be able to sit still. I can't hold a pose. Yeah. And I actually was kind of judgmental about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, that's not for me. Yeah. And then I realized I was like, 
I think it's definitely for me <laughs> <laughs> because it was the only thing that when I did it, it calmed me down. Yeah. Made you very zen. That's right. Yeah. I had to do it a lot though. Yeah. And so I beca- became a student of yoga mm-hmm. and I studied many hours and I started to realize that it was exactly what I needed. And so then I decided, oh, I want to be a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I studied how to be a yoga teacher and how to teach meditation and breathing and, and, um, and then being able to share that with others now is is really a privilege and an honor. And additionally, I also coach kids and or not only kids but adult, adults and any age children and humans with executive functioning. Mm-hmm. And executive functioning is basically all the stuff your brain has to do to get things done. So like time management and task initiation and organization and attention. And I help people manage their lives. So I do that too. <laughs> and then I also teach university. I teach um, graduate school at Hopkins. Love teaching. Love teaching. Yes, I'm always teaching. Yes. yes. But I love that for you. Like you are really doing what you love. And I can tell just by the way you're talking about it all. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. yes. I do want to try some yoga. I, I don't think I've ever taken an actual like yoga class. And I was actually thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like I feel like, like you said, it can make me calm and bring me to a Zen place. And not only for a couple of minutes, but for like an hour or so. Yeah, and it's sort of like when you are doing your dancing, mm-hmm. like I bet that you notice sometimes you're like in the zone mm-hmm. where it's like you're not even thinking about it, right? Like everything just is flowing, it feels good, you feel confident, and that can happen too in, in a yoga class. Yeah. And also is physically challenging, and that was something that I was interested in too, like how strong can I be like mm-hmm. in a pose? And you don't need any equipment. (laughs) And you can just do it by yourself. So, um, yeah, you should try it. And, you know, there's certain types of yoga that you might like, you know, better than others. Mm -hmm. And for those listening, like, give it a try with lots of different teachers. Mm -hmm. Like, I did lots of different types of yoga and teachers. And then finally I found a a way that, uh, or a type or a style that I really liked. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what I teach too. And it's Mm -hmm. more classical yoga. It's not as, like... There's some movement, but it's very it's very strength building, yeah. and I really like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I did want to ask you about when something really hard comes your way and a challenge faces you. How do you deal with it, and like how do you keep yourself like calm? Like like yoga makes you feel and stay introspective and like keep that in your daily life even when there's obstacles yeah that's a really good question and I think that we are so lucky as humans to be having an ex- the experience of challenges and obstacles um, if everything was easy all the time it'd be really boring yeah. <laughs> um, and my teacher my yoga teacher who's 82 he still teaches in every you know almost every day in New York mm-hmm. City he says you have to have all the experiences mm-hmm. and then you have practice with dealing with the experiences <laughs> so I think that we can have obstacles uh, that are small mm-hmm. <laughs> we can have obstacles that are large and we can have obstacles that are sort of ongoing. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have to have practice dealing with all of those sort of categories of, of obstacles. Mm-hmm. And once we have practice with that, 
when another obstacle comes up, it's like, oh, I've had this experience before. I've been here before. And you can call upon skills and resources mm -hmm. to feel better. Because really, we're just trying to feel comfortable. Yeah. And the discomfort that we feel gives us practice with that. So introspection is observing and noticing whatever it is that's coming up for you. Mm -hmm. So as an obstacle, and this could be, you know, an obstacle that you've created on your own. Uh, like, let's say your mind, right? Your mind can create obstacles. Mm -hmm. And the introspection helps you realize that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm spinning this story. Mm -hmm. Or I'm coming up with this. This is not even happening. I'm looking at it in a wrong way that's making it worse. Yeah, or I'm worried about something that I have absolutely no control mm -hmm. over. And I've already worked myself up mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. And that, and you can notice that. Mm -hmm. Like say, well, this sounds like a story or this sounds like something I've manifested or I've you know, procured that maybe not even is happening. Yeah. Um, but again, that provides practice to be like, all right, I need to come yeah. back. And like talk to yourself and be like, like, I do that almost every day. Like, I'm like, Campbell, all right, that doesn't make sense. Like, let's stray from that. Like, like focus on what's actually going on right now. Or, like, just things like that. I find myself really talking to myself a yeah, lot. Yeah, self-talk is yes. really good. And a lot of times our self-talk can help us. And sometimes our self-talk can take us off track. Mm -hmm. So as, as being an introspective person, you notice that. And my teacher talks about being the witness. Mm -hmm. So like if you witness this, you can say, oh, my self-talk is really helping me right now. Mm -hmm. Or my self-talk is bringing me into a spin, mm. you know, and helping me not, you know. Move past. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I think it's self-talk is important and being able to, again, notice that as helpful and um, healthy or self-talk that is going to create more trouble. <laughs> so there's there's a difference, yeah? yeah? So being introspective is helping you notice that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that as you have practice with this, you'll notice that there's lots of opportunities for introspection. Mm -hmm. And being able to do something like this where you're expressing your thoughts on a topic mm -hmm. Is, is very helpful. Maybe talking to a special person like a parent or a friend or even a therapist mm -hmm. where you feel heard. Um, they like validate you kind of. Yeah. 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 And, very even, and, and off and they don't even need to fix it. Mm -mm. Just being able to say, you know, this is on my mind and I'm noticing I'm really sort of stuck and being able to work through it. Um, and often you'll you'll notice like who those people are. Mm -hmm. It's important to know who your support system is. And maybe you have a support system at school, maybe you have a support system outside of school, maybe you have a family support system, maybe you have a peer support system. Um, and those could look very different. Mm -hmm. But acknowledging and noticing what the, who are those supports and maybe the times when you go to them because chances are it's going to be different. Yeah. Right. And adding on to that, I feel like sometimes we think like 
our best friend is that person, our boyfriend is that person, our girlfriend is that person, our mom is that person. But they're not that person unless they're actually doing those things for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and holding space. Mm-hmm. So they can still be close to you, but maybe they're not doing the things that you need to be doing as that figure. That's right. And maybe you need to also communicate that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you are struggling or when you need support, saying to me, here's what you can do to support me in this moment. Mm-hmm. Because that way they understand. And if they're not being supportive, then again, you are moving on from that and saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to someone who's going to hold space for me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to understand that they don't have to fix it, but they have to be able to hear me out. Mm-hmm. And chances are they're gonna you're gonna do that for them someday. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you just said that and the way you put it, it's really resonating with me right Good. now. Yeah. yeah. And believe me, as a young adult, like, you know, friendships come and they go mm-hmm. and they change and they ebb and they flow. But you'll find there's people who are like steadfast. Yeah. Right? And they might be people that are in your past. It might be someone in your family. It might be someone that you haven't even met yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like your mom is like that for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. She and I, yeah, we have that in common. Yeah. She and I, I get emotional because we've been through so much. Yeah. And um, never, it never changes. And sometimes Nick will be like, uh, it'll be a long time since we've talked. You'll be like, God, I didn't even know that was going on for you. Mm-hmm. But you know I'm here. And I'm like, of course I know you're here. Mm-hmm. And I, But I know when I can reach out to her. Yeah. And same with her to me. But it's like it never changes. Yeah. Over 30 years. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and Nikki is like, you know, she, she, you're so lucky to have her as a mom mm-hmm. because she's like that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But we have to remember, we have to take care of her too. Yeah. Yeah. And just allow her to hold, you know, we hold space for her too. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that as you grow and change, you know, you'll know who those people are. Mm-hmm. And it's good to, to just know that that Nikki and I, I always have like an invisible connection with her no matter mm-hmm. the time that passes. And she knows that and I know that and that's not going to change. Yeah. I can, I can sense that between the two of you. Yeah. She... she like your your name will kind of pop out of nowhere, but there's no change in the way she speaks about you. Yes, we are like thick as thieves. <laughs> we'll be old granny still singing Bon Jovi together. <laughs> um, yeah. So so, but I think you know. Again, like going back to like the introspection piece, I think that you know you have lots of chances to practice that, mm-hmm. and our life creates you know lots of ways that we can practice and I think one of the questions that you were wanting to ask me is like how do you practice this Mm -hmm. how do you practice introspection in your daily life yeah yeah so um well there are sort of some things that you can do uh including breathing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so when when you're in your life you'll notice like physically sometimes you feel like you're holding your breath Mm-hmm. And and that also, like, is, you might feel, like, anxious um, and, like, your breath is short. Like, physically, you can feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if we notice and are introspective about our breath, it gives us a message. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're getting ready to take a test or if you're going into a stressful interview or if you're getting ready to perform, your breath is short. 
And that is your body getting you ready to prepare to fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have to rec recognize that, that we're not really in a fight with life. We're, we need to embrace it. And so mm -hmm. if you can lengthen your breath and have your breath be smooth and calm, no matter the storm that's around mm -hmm. you, then you'll feel more calm. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you have to trick your mind into knowing is everything's okay. Yeah. So some things that I do is as I breathe in, I imagine as I breathe in, I'm calming my body. And as I breathe out, I'm calming my mind. Mm -hmm. And I say that, yeah. like you're saying, self-talk. Yeah. As I breathe in, I calm my body. And as I breathe out, I calm my mind. And no one has to even know you're doing yeah. it. It's private, yeah. <laughs> but it's very introspective. Yeah, very. I Deep breaths have been a very big thing for me recently. I don't know. I've just like, even before tests, even before going on stage, like I've just been like, and they do work. Like I'll take, I'll just take a deep breath and I'm like, or like before I'm about to have a mental breakdown, yeah. like I'll just like take a deep breath and be like, okay, it's okay. And then like, right. even, even if I do shed a couple of tears, it does make me feel better. Yeah. I'm like lighter almost. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And your breath is a tool. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it's almost like it's giving you, it's sending you a, a, a text message when it gets short. It's like, all right, something's going on here. And if you ignore it, it gets worse mm -hmm. and you get tighter and you hold the breath more. And then, and then you might like explode or you might burst into tears or have a breakdown mm -hmm. and, and that's okay, but if you can catch it, yeah. when you start to feel that tightness or that shortness, and you're like, okay, I'm noticing I've been here before, mm -hmm. I know what this feels like, I can breathe in, and I can breathe out. And it's like it's like a tool. Yeah. So that's good that you've been practicing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, don't stop. <laughs> Keep doing mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, and those of you who are listening, you should try it. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of opportunities to you know learn from a teacher about breathing or on apps or you can reach out mm -hmm. to me um and the breath technique is really about learning how to work with the breath mm -hmm. and often like i said you may be retaining it or holding it and you don't even realize it yeah so just paying attention to the breath mm -hmm. um okay so other daily things i do meditate mm -hmm. um, meditation is tricky because if you sit down to meditate, some people think that you're supposed to stop your thoughts and you just stop. But that is not possible. Yeah. Your brain yeah. is meant to think. Yeah. Like if you sit there, you'd be like, I'm meditating. What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Am I supposed to be breathing? Am I supposed to be thinking? Oh my gosh, I'm thinking. <laughs> and it's like, that's like what, and that's not really meditation, yeah. right? Because then you're like worried about meditating. Yeah. That's not the idea. So meditation is about n noticing the thoughts and working with them. Mm -hmm. So saying, oh, I'm thinking about a plan or I'm remembering something or I'm wishing for something and labeling it and then mm -hmm. saying, okay, but I'm, I'm going to come back to my breath or yeah. a point of concentration. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of forms of meditation. You can do guided relaxation, which I, which is something that you've practiced mm -hmm. that I know is really helpful. Mm -hmm. There's something with a teacher, like listening to an app, like I have lots of recommendations yeah. for apps. We can put I them in the notes. One. Yeah. I have one. I think it's called Calm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it started charging me, so then I stopped. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do, I do want to find a good one because I, I've wanted to do meditation. I'm, in a, I'm a president of a club at my school called Active Club, and we always do, like, 
I would do some guided meditations and then during the school day and I just think that they're really nice. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of resources out mm-hmm. there. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll let you know, so, Calm is good. Um, there's also Insight Timer, which is free mm-hmm. and it has like, literally has a meditation timer on there. <laughs> And it has like sounds that you can play, like after you go meditate for a minute or five minutes, mm-hmm. and it'll keep track of mm-hmm. how many days you meditate in a row. So if you're like goal oriented, it can help you. Um, and also, Headspace is good. I mean, unbelievably, when I started meditating, none of this was out there. But now <laughs> there's there's techniques and there's technology to help you. Right at the tip of our fingers. That's right. But it's a practice. Mm-hmm. And it also is a practice, not a perfection mm-hmm. or a performance. Often we get held up in perfection and performances. Mm-hmm. All with this, with the prefix P-E-R, by the way. <laughs> Going back to Gemesee morphology. <laughs> but is really a practice. Mm-hmm. So the practice is part of the experience and it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that, that can apply to your life too. Mm -hmm. Like everything we're doing is a practice and it's an opportunity to grow and to change and to evolve. And if we view it, of course there are times we need to perform like you do for your, your, your school. It's not perfect last night. I can tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) But did I have so much fun? Yes. And it was a great show. So yeah. Yeah. So because you were in the moment Mm -hmm. And also, when we put too much emphasis on perfection, we don't enjoy the the, the practice mm-hmm. or the the journey. I actually last night I didn't do my aerial, and after I went off stage, I was like really mad at myself. But then I was like, I took a deep breath, and then I was fine. <laughs> that yeah. was yeah, that was a moment I was trying to think of like the last time I did that, and it was it was last night. So yeah, it's there's lots of times. Yeah. And there's also times where you can have a matter of acceptance. And that's what you did, right? Mm -hmm. You accepted it Mm -hmm. instead of criticizing or analyzing or problem solving. There wasn't going back. I wasn't going to be able to go back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you probably have another opportunity (laughs) to do it another time. And if you don't, that's okay. Yeah. So it's so cool as humans that we have all these opportunities to practice. Yeah. And especially as a teenager, (laughs) because you have a lot going on Mm -hmm. and even adults do too. And as I was saying before we started recording that, you know, in this global pandemic, it's a new world where we have things that are um, not, we're not used to and we're practicing getting used to them Mm -hmm. and we're adapting and changing. And it hopefully, you know, what is normal? Who knows what normal is, Mm -hmm. but we're all adapting and it's not easy, but it's a practice. Yeah. So, you know, everything that we're doing is is learning how to deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and also recognize that in other people. And mm-hmm. that was the other thing I was going to say about compassion, or sorry, about introspection is compassion. Mm-hmm. And you had compassion for yourself last night. <laughs> Self-compassion is really important. And I think that you, in your first podcast, you touched upon that with confidence Mm -hmm. and being able to have confidence in yourself, but also give yourself a break. Yeah. And to say, part of being confident is showing compassion for yourself. That's another C. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, all of that is 
is good, you know, for you to try and it takes time to learn about yourself. Mm -hmm. So take the time to do that. We need to be patient with ourselves. Like I was listening to a video this morning and it was saying how, um, if you have a good like couple days and then feel like a breakdown coming on or just feeling sad one day, like be patient with ourselves. Like we need to learn how to be okay with feeling our emotions and just letting them happen for Mm -hmm. like the good of our growth and things like that. Yeah. Patience is really important. Some people say that I'm really patient and well, you have to be. (laughs) And also being me, you have to be patient because I like things to be happening really fast and movement. Um, And so if I am more patient, then I can, experience more things Mm -hmm. and also with as a teacher and as a human you have to be patient with others Mm -hmm. because not everybody's brain works the same way Mm -hmm. like my brain and your brain are different but I can recognize that if I'm patient with you or any of my students or my daughter or whoever I encounter then I'm giving them space yeah to be themselves and that's what anybody wants to do is feel like themselves and feel comfortable and to feel heard. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were saying before. Yeah. Um, in that video I was watching this morning, I was forgetting what it said, but it was talking about how growth isn't linear. And yeah. I, when I heard that, I was just like, that's amazing. I wrote it down in my notes page. And it was just talking about how, like I said, if you feel a breakdown coming on, just cut yourself some slack. Like, like, we have to take the good with the bad and, like, be patient with ourselves because it's just life. Like, yes. like obstacles will come our way. And I know we talked about ways to help ourselves, which is a great way of being introspective with obstacles that do come our ways. But, like, like you said, you can't be perfect. We're going to be upset about certain things. Like, we're going to have hard times as long as you're trying to see the good in those things, like after you give yourself a second, then you're you're growing. That's right. Yeah. And I, I like that you said about the linear lit, lit list. Like <laughs> it's not a straight line. Yeah, no. Like there's lots of peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when when I'm working with teenagers, the valleys seem very, very um, hopeless. Yeah. Right. Like you're in a you're in a valley. Right. You're in the bottom. You're hitting bottom and. And it seems like there'll never be another peak, Mm -hmm. right? And because the reason why is because adolescents, teenagers, young adults feel things deeply, Mm -hmm. right? You feel things very deeply because that part of your brain is developing, which is so cool. The prefrontal cortex, this is what I teach my students about, is still developing. It's not fully developed, Mm -hmm. and and that's where all the executive function things are happening until your late teens, early 20s. So it's an, a time of huge growth for your brain, mm-hmm. which is why you have, it's so exciting. But at the same time, you feel things very deeply. Very deeply. And some people, like, I'm, I'm one of these people, I also personally feel things deeply. Mm-hmm. That's why being a teenager was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always trying to Im- impress or perform or strive or be perfect. And I did not enjoy my teenage years because mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of yeah. it was it seemed like I never was doing enough yeah trying to keep up yeah. yeah and it wasn't until I got older 
where I started to realize that I could be who I was mm -hmm. and, and, and it was okay. Yeah. And people, re you know, recognized me for who I was. But that took a long time. So we can't expect yes. everybody to have it all together. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, in your in your realm, in your circle, there may be, you know, people that you interact with. And it's like, they seem like they have it all together. Mm -hmm. But really, they are struggling too. Yeah. And they may have their own struggles. Mm -hmm. So how can we relate to that? And how can we just hold space, like I said before? and be able to recognize that we're all just humans mm -hmm. and I'm having a good day and my friend not, may not be, but we can maybe help each other mm -hmm. and vice versa. And that not expecting others to fix our problems mm -hmm. yeah. and being able to just be there with them mm -hmm. and sit with them. Like I think you said on your first, like your mom, you know, she just sat with you on mm -hmm. the stairs yeah. and you just... You were upset and you were letting things go and she just sat with you. Mm -hmm. Like there's lots of power in that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as we going back to the growing piece, you know, there's peaks and valleys and nothing is going to be in a straight line. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty, pretty interesting as a human, mm -hmm. you it, know, when you just talked about the connections there at, Gets me excited because one of my topics is connections. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. That, that's after reflection. The next one's reflection and then connection. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that podcast because connections has been a big thing for me, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, they, they come and go, I can tell you that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it can be one of the hardest parts of our lives is people. Yes. Um, and when they're there for us and when they're not. Mm -hmm. And... But I've learned and I've grown. Or grown. Yeah. You've grown. Yes. <laughs> I've grown. You've grown too. <laughs> I've grown yeah. from those kind of things because it's going to happen in our lives. And yes. we have to figure out, like you said, what we used in the past to then bring now the next time it happens. Yes. And, you know, sometimes that something that goes with connection is attachment. Mm -hmm. And all, all the things I'm talking about, I didn't make up. Like, yeah. I learned this from teachers. Yeah. And... If you feel very attached to something or someone or even an experience, it's, it sets you up for suffering. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? Things, people, experiences are not always there. Mm -hmm. You know, we experience death. Mm -hmm. We experience loss. Um, we experience betrayal. disappointment. Yeah, betrayal. betrayal. All of that. Mm -hmm. But if we're attached, if we're too attached, then we, we, it's very hard to notice that whether we have that person or that experience or, you know, that thing, some people are even attached to things that when it goes away, we're not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you experience, um, attachment, it, it, you can't go through life not being attached, <laughs> but if you just notice, yeah. Again, going back to the introspection, that you feel very attached to something, someone, whatever it is, that you have to come back to yourself and know that if that thing, person, experience goes away, I'm still okay. Yes. And that's very difficult. Very difficult. Because, you know, losing people, especially, mm -hmm. even if it's a loss of a friendship or a loss of, um, you know, someone loses their life, um... We, we have to go on, yeah. but we have that 
whatever it is, that experience, that love, whatever you believe in, people have many different beliefs, mm-hmm. but it's so all say. within inside of us. Yeah, I feel like faith is a big mm-hmm. key part right there. Yeah. Um, when things like that do happen, mm-hmm. your faith is something that will always be there. Yeah. By your choice, though, if you want it there, if you don't. Mm-hmm. But it will always be there. Yeah. And also faith, faith that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And knowing that deep inside of you, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And that is your true nature, mm-hmm. which is perfect as it is. No matter the conditions, no matter who's in your life, no matter where you live, you know, yeah. it's like, that's like, and, and when, that's what probably like when you feel like, like when you're dancing or when you're with a really good friend or, you know, having a great experience and you feel that really great, like, oh, this, this feels nice. This feels, yeah. it's like, that's who you are. That's like you're deep inside everything's okay, true nature. Mm-hmm. And that's that's actually where you're supposed to be. Yeah. But we have all these other things that mess with that, yeah. <laughs> right? But we come back. Yes. And that's what introspection is. Mm-hmm. It's coming back. Coming back to yourself, mm-hmm. coming back to your confidence, coming yes. back to your self-compassion, coming back to what you know and what you have control over, and then you start to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I did want to touch on how I did read this article about the why versus the what and mm-hmm. how when you tend to when something negative happens in your life and you tend to ask yourself why this happened why am I not enough what or why is this happening to me mm-hmm. all of that thing it puts you in the victim perspective or spot and that tends to have people basically just try and figure out what they did wrong or focusing on the negative basically Mm -hmm. and rather than saying what could I have done differently here what or what could I have done to react differently or see this in a different way Mm -hmm. what is the dialogue that's going in my head right now what is my head telling me that is it true is it not yep and that tends to have you grow and move past it because you're finding an answer that's like if you're saying like what could I what could I have done to see this differently that's growing by answering that question yourself yes exactly by doing that you're not forcing yourself wait sorry I completely just lost my train of thought (laughs) that's okay you're not forcing yourself or you are forcing yourself to name your emotions. Like, what am I feeling here? Yes. Yes. Okay. So just to touch upon that, um, I think that, first of all, the fact that you're doing research about this is great because there's a lot of really good information about, about, you know, not only like recommending strategies for dealing with, um, you know, upsetting incidents or whatever, but there is, there's this idea of, getting knowledge about how to deal with things and and getting strategies for how to go about your life. Um, And so, you know, you said it perfectly. When you are noticing something and you're going back and revisiting everything, the what, you know, or the why, this is introspection. Mm -hmm. But you have to shift it so it's a mind shift Mm -hmm. to... How can I grow? Yeah. Um, where is this taking me? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and labeling the emotions. Yes. Like, and sitting with it. Yeah. This... And being okay with it. Accepting it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And validating. Mm-hmm. Validating for yourself. We feel really good when other people validate us, but what are we doing to validate ourselves? Mm-hmm. So, and knowing that you don't need anybody to do that. Yeah. So, once you feel validated and you're validating yourself, then you can take from that moment and grow. Yeah. And maybe... Maybe there's a change or maybe things would go exactly the same way. Yeah. But again, we're so lucky that we have all these chances <laughs> to practice this, yeah. right? Like in our daily life, there's probably 10 times a day where you are have a chance to be the victim mm-hmm. or you have a chance to stand in your own power Yes, and to stand and be empowered to validate yourself and move forward. And say like to yourself, like I have the decision on what I want to make of this situation. That's right. Yeah. We all have that decision. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Some other times other people make choices that maybe we wouldn't have made or even we see that and we're like, oh, but that's not our job, yeah. right? We're there to hold space for others and to show them compassion and to stand tall on our own strengths mm-hmm. and our own validation and our own beliefs. Mm-hmm. And... When, as a teenager, you start to do that, you'll notice things start to be more smooth. And not that everything's going to be smooth. There's going to be speed bumps all the time, (laughs) you know, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, right? And and that's why, again, I was saying, like, you have a lot of of chances for practice. And and people listening to this, um, even if it's your teachers that are listening to this, Anyone can can learn yeah. from each experience that we have, and and what you make of it is is yours, and it's a practice. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> you are just such a, like a light in the world. Like I I, I like you're a, such a big role model for me. Like I want to be as radiant as you are right now. Just like sitting here, I just feel your radiance of Aww. like this positive life that you're living in. You're very sweet. Well, I'm so proud of you because I like get you know again going back to the childhood thing. Like I've seen you grow, and I've seen you know as you know you are jealousy and and being a jealousy. You know, like it's not easy when people's brains are wired in certain ways, right? And and you took it and you have now gone to St. Paul's and you're you're now graduating and going off to college and who knows where that will take you, mm-hmm. but you know you have grown and changed and 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 the opportunity that you have now to share that with others is is a gift Mm -hmm. and you being able to um speak your mind and share your ideas is is a beautiful gift that you should continue to do so you know who knows you might do this you know for your career who knows (laughs) right but just having the opportunity to make the best of your senior year and mm-hmm. doing this project is is really was really inspiring to yeah. me Thank and you. so I re- I'm really glad that you let me come on and talk <laughs> and I hope that you and all your you know listeners know that um that there are ways for you to feel better mm-hmm. and if it's yoga or mindfulness mm-hmm. or meditation or speaking your mind or talking to a friend what or a therapist or whatever it is like just find seek out what brings you comfort Mm -hmm. 
And for you, doing this podcast is an yes. opportunity for you to feel like you can get your ideas out. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really awesome that you have created this platform. Thank and you. you have all, lots more episodes <laughs> coming up. And just know that whatever you do is a practice. Yeah. That's my biggest advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why a podcast is great, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can hear people talk. And you can hear train of thought Mm -hmm. and then just see that it's not perfection. Of course, we'll probably edit and change, (laughs) but you know, it's okay if people stumble over the words and even in the most professional podcasts that I listen or watch to, you know, you know, they do that, right? Because people are human. They're not, we are not robots Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) and you can tell that and it's all, it's very messy Mm -hmm. and it's emotional Mm -hmm. and it's all part of the experience and how lucky are we to Mm -hmm. to have that. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. I, I love doing this podcast. I know it's mainly for you guys, but like I've said before, like just being able to talk and like get my thoughts out is like, I, I, this one's pretty late. Normally, I post within, like, the mi- middle of the week. Yeah. And I've, like, had anxiety because I'm, like, I haven't done it yet this week and, like, yeah. things like that. I just love having this time to really talk. And to other people, like, it feels really good. Yeah, and I think that it's it's great that you have themes, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to have people you know, discuss and mm-hmm. share and their ideas. And I do have a YouTube channel. So oh, you if do? Anyone, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's Beth Snow Mac Mullen. That's my <laughs> full name. It's really long. Um, but on the YouTube channel, there's lots of yoga classes oh, awesome. and there's also deep relaxation. Oh, cool. So if you guys want to have a little follow, maybe you can put it in the show yeah. notes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I do, I, I haven't put on uh, things up there lately, <laughs> but there's a lot of good stuff up there. And a lot of my students, um, go on there and just do redo a practice like they find the mm-hmm. one they like yeah. you know is relaxation mm-hmm. and a lot of us don't know how to relax mm-hmm. because we're very very driven and we're busy but if we can allow ourselves the practice again of learning how to relax that our brains will appreciate it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we'll be able to handle stress better yeah awesome i love that yeah well, i'm so happy you're here today and i'm so appreciative for you coming you have so much to tell <laughs> and I've learned so much. I'm sure everyone else has too. Um, this is definitely going to be a longer episode, but I'm glad. I'm glad it is because you have so much to offer. So thank Good. you again. Thank you, Campbell. <laughs> Good luck to you and happy senior year. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. I'll be back next week.